Hey everyone, it's podcast time with Stephen Overbaugh, and I'm really excited for what we're going to get into today and what the Lord's going to say to us and what he's going to do during this time. And remember that there's no distance in the spirit. And wherever you're listening to this podcast today, wherever you are, know that God is able to reach you and get to you. There is no distance in the spirit. And God is able to speak through this avenue into your life and make change in your life, impart spiritualness, spiritual truths to you, impart the anointing to you, and impart what you need to grow in Christ and to grow in the things of God, impart what you need to fulfill your purpose and destiny, and also impart what you need to come out of tests and trials and come out of things that have held you down and held you back. Because I believe that there are times when we're just caught up in things and there are situations in life that just seem like they'll never let go. They'll never they'll never give in. We'll never get out of them. It seems like it's impossible situations. And yet the Lord would say that I'm bringing you out and I'm bringing you in to my purpose and plan for your life. But you trust and lean on the Holy Ghost and lean on the anointing. It works every single time. Hallelujah. And so we need to trust the Lord. We need to expect him to move even in a time like this when we're doing a podcast. Whenever the word goes forth, know that the word is anointed. And it's anointed to work in your life, work on your behalf. And it's life it's life to the ears of those who believe. Remember what Jesus said in John 6:63, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and life. So the words that are said from God, they're of the spirit and they impact this realm of the spirit. They work in that realm and we're spirit beings and so that word will get down into our spirits and begin to bring life into our life into our whole being. Glory be to God. And so we're going to get into some good stuff today. And I'm trusting the Holy Ghost to lead us and guide us. Amen. Um, I feel been prompted and believe that we need to go in the direction of talking about the joy of the Lord. If you have your Bibles today, you can look over at James chapter one. And we're going to look at the second verse. James chapter 1 verse 2 says, My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Glory be to God. So in ver- going back, jumping back up to verse 2, it said, My brethren, count it all joy. When you fall into diverse temptations. There's a footnote in my Bible that says various trials. So we could say either one and they both would apply there. Diverse temptations, various trials. Temptations and trials that come as a result of where we are in the world. Trials, temptations, and tests that come as a result of the enemy. And what he tries to bring against us. Now there are different kinds of tests that we'll face in life. There are the tests which God brings 
to us, but these are not tests that put sickness and disease on us or poverty and lack. God doesn't use anything that he redeemed us from to test us, but God will test us to our and test our love for him by asking things of us. He tests our obedience, in other words. He'll test to see if we're going to obey him or not. He'll give us his word. Notice, he'll test us through his word. He'll give us his word, and through that word, he'll test us to see if we're going to follow his word and obey him, or if we're going to go our own way. That is the tests and the tests of God. And then there are tests and trials and temptations that come from the enemy. And these are the things that come in the realm of this natural world, in the realm of affliction, where the enemy will try to bring things against us. He'll try to cause us to falter. He'll try to call us to fall. And those are tests that come from the end of trials, in other words. And they, um, they come to try to get us to doubt the word of God and to give up on the things of God. And then there are tests that come from people. Not that they're specifically trying to test us, but through their persecution, it will test and try our faith. So you see three thing, different things there. But the trial and the test that we're talking about here in James chapter 1, these are trials and tests that come against us, against our flesh, and against our life to try to get us to give up in the fight, to try to give up in the hard place. And so there is an answer for us of what we need to be doing during these diverse temptations or various trials, like the scripture says. It said, my brethren, count it all joy. Now, the phrase count it all joy, you're not always going to feel joyful. You're not always going to feel like you're full of joy. But that's why the scripture says you have to count it all joy at those kind of times. There's going to be times when you don't feel joyful or it doesn't seem like you're full of joy, but that's when you count it all joy and counting it all joy count it is a faith term that's a faith term i'm going to act as if i were joyful what would i do if i was full of joy how would i act how would you act if you were full of joy right and that's what faith is how would you act if you were full of joy you'd rejoice in the lord You'd be glad in the Lord. You'd speak the word. And see, counting it all joy, that's what faith does. Faith will count it all joy. Whether you feel it or not, you're going to count it all joy. Hallelujah. When you fall into diverse temptations. So see, there is an answer for when you fall into diverse temptations. Various trials. There's an answer. And notice the scripture says when you fall into these things. That does not mean that you're going to fall into failure. It doesn't mean that you're going to fall in defeat. That's not what the scripture is saying there. He's not, the word isn't saying that you are going to fall into defeat. It says you're going to fall from time to time into temptations or trials. And these trials and these temptations and things that we face in life, they're going to come as a result of where we live, like I said, and they come to every single one of us from time to time. Every single one of us is going to face it from time to time, trials and tests and storms. And that's why the scripture says you got to 
recognize when you fall into these things, there is something that the word says to do. It says, count it all joy. Because if we're being honest, when you're in a trial, when you're in a test, you don't feel like being joyful. You don't feel like speaking the word. You don't feel like you're even saved from time to time. You don't feel like you're going to win. You feel like you're going down in defeat from time to time, depending on the trial and test. But faith will count it all joy. Faith will respond in joy. And we don't talk about joy enough in the church today, like we should. But I believe that we're going to get back to teaching along these lines and also seeing the demonstration of joy in our midst, in our meetings, and in the body of Christ once again. Because joy is such a wonderful thing the Lord has given us. It's a powerful weapon that the Lord has given us. It's throughout the Word, and it's been there all along, and we just haven't been walking in the light of it as we should. Counting it all joy. Now joy, God's kind of joy... I'm not talking about happiness here. I'm not talking about a human emotion, something that makes you happy because there's a lot of things in life that can make us happy in the flesh. Or it makes our soul happy. But those, are about, those things are subject to change based on circumstances. But see, joy that I'm talking about, it's, it's not just a human emotion, but joy is supernatural and it's of the realm of the spirit. It's of the kingdom of God. Joy comes from heaven, and it's been imparted to us. And joy, God's kind of joy, is revealed in word and in deed. Joy is revealed in word and in deed. And so what does that mean? It means the word carries with it joy, and the word brings joy into our life. Your words were found, and I did eat them, the prophet said, Jeremiah, and they were the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. The joy and rejoicing of my heart. When when did the joy and rejoicing of his heart come? When he found his word. When he found the word of God. And it's important to recognize that we can find joy through the word of God. We can find the joy of the Lord in and through the word of God. And that's in Jeremiah chapter 15, verse 16. When, when the prophet said he found his word, he ate of his word, he fed and feasted on the word of God, and his word was unto me the joy and rejoicing of mine heart. And that's important. We can always go to the Word to find joy. We can always go to the Word to find that joy and to glean joy out of it. Remember, when Jesus said that His words were life, well, in it, that life carries so many wonderful different things. And it's in the joy that we find that we can come through every single test and trial and storm. So joy is revealed in Word, and then joy is revealed in deed. Look over, if you have your Bibles, in Romans chapter 14, verse 17. The scripture says, 
The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and it's peace. And notice it is joy in the Holy Ghost. Glory be to God. Now, what are we talking about here? We're talking about the kingdom of God, aren't we? The kingdom of God. And that is everything that has to do with the kingdom. Everything that has to do with the kingdom of God. And it is not, the scripture said, meat and drink. It's not eating and drinking is a footnote in my Bible. But what is the kingdom of God? It's not natural things. It's not carnal things. But what is it? It's righteousness. Thank God for his righteousness. Thank God that we've been made the righteousness of God in Christ. He was made sin. He was made to be sin for us who knew no sin, the scripture said, that we might be made the righteousness of God in Christ. And hallelujah, we've rejoiced around righteousness. We've fellowshiped around righteousness. We have enjoyed talking about it and teaching on righteousness and and learning, especially in Word of Faith churches and around the faith camp, learning to walk in the light of his righteousness and recognizing that we are made righteous in his plan of redemption. And we've fellowshiped around that. And we've rejoiced around that. And we've taught on that. And we've grown in righteousness. And thank God for it. And then the scripture says the kingdom of God is peace. And we've taught on peace. And we've re- we have looked at what the word has to say about peace. And I believe that we've made ground in the re- realm of that. In the realm of peace, God's peace, shalom, which is the God kind of peace. The scripture says that, that his word will bring peace into our life. He said that we're to walk in his peace and thank God for it. We've rejoiced around that. We've developed in peace. The peace of God, the scripture said, that passes all understanding in Philippians chapter 4, verse 7. Hallelujah. And so we've enjoyed peace, haven't we? We've enjoyed and fellowshiped and learned about the peace of God. And thank God for his peace. And it rules in our heart. The scripture says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 15, let the peace of God rule in your heart. And so thank God for righteousness. Thank God for peace. But we haven't done so much teaching and rejoicing and fellowshipping around this last part, joy in the Holy Ghost. There hasn't been as much attention given to joy in the Holy Ghost. There's not been enough teaching in latter times and recent times of joy in the Holy Ghost. You know, I remember years ago in the when I was born in the 90s and then grew up through in the 90s into the early 2000s, but also this was going on in the 80s. There was a movement, there was a wave, like we talk about the waves of the Spirit, different things that the Lord emphasizes at particular times. And there was a wave of the Spirit emphasizing joy in the Holy Ghost. And emphasizing the joy of the Lord. And with that came the characteristics of joy in the Holy Ghost. In other words, there are going to be characteristics of joy and the Spirit-filled life. And we've talked about these, and I've taught about these from my ministry. If you've sat under my ministry for any length of time, you know that 
I've taught on what are the characteristics of the Spirit-filled life. What are the characteristics of joy? When you're full of joy in the Holy Ghost, the Scripture talks about running and dancing and shouting in the Spirit. And this is something that has not been taught on for different reasons. For one, much of the church is unfamiliar with it and is not aware of it and is ignorant of it. Remember what Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1. He said, Now, brethren, concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. Well, we've always said that what Paul was talking about there were spiritual was spiritual gifts. But actually, if you look into what Paul was saying there, the word gifts there is italicized because it was added by the translator for clarity. It was added by the translator for clarity. Actually, what Paul said was now concerning spirituals, brethren, plural, spirituals, plural, with an S on the end. I would not have you to be ignorant. That word spirituals there means now concerning things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. So what does that mean? That, that sheds a whole new light on it, doesn't it? That, what Paul was talking about, and what it needs to be taught, is things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost. Well, that would encompass a lot of different things. Because there are many wonderful things in the Spirit-filled life and wonderful things in the Holy Ghost. And one of the things, things of pertaining to the Holy Ghost, one of the things that we need to teach on and look at more and give more attention to is joy in the Holy Ghost. And like I said, a lot of Christians, they're not familiar with it. They're ignorant of it. And Paul said, now concerning spirituals or things of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost, brethren, I would not have you to be ignorant. And so one reason why we've not seen a whole lot of this is because the church is ignorant of it. And another reason why we don't see it and we don't see a lot of teaching along this line of joining the Holy Ghost is because ministers and pastors have avoided this subject and have avoided this move and have avoided this wave and avoided this manifestation and in the which is found in the word because what it brings with it is a dispute it brings with it it brings with it um persecution that's what i was trying to get to persecution it brings with it persecution because there's a lot of people in life in the church that will persecute this move persecute this subject persecute people that believe in this and practice this. If you practice the things of the Spirit, if you practice what the Word has to say about the Spirit-filled life, you're going to be persecuted by much, by many. And that's why so many pastors have avoided it. They've avoided teaching on it. They've avoided allowing the Holy Ghost to move in their churches. And as a result, the Holy Ghost has not been able to have His way in many places. And he's not been able to move in the way he's wanted to move. And he's not been able to grow his church into a place that they need to be in. Because realize and recognize that when the Holy Ghost is shut out of a church, 
and he may not be completely shut out, but they only allow him to do so much in a certain place. When pastors and church leaders say, no, you're not gonna, we're not going to have that move or we're not going to have that kind of thing in our, in our church. When they do that, what they're doing is they're hindering the body of Christ. They're taking something away from the body of Christ. They're withholding from the body of Christ. The Holy Ghost doesn't just do anything for no reason. And like I said, Jesus doesn't do anything or say anything for no reason. Everything that's found in the Word, it belongs to us and it's for a reason. And it's for our profit, like the Scripture says. It's for our benefit. It's for our spiritual growth in our spiritual development, but it's also to bless us. Amen? Glory be to God. The manifestation of the Spirit, Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, is given to every man to profit with all. Now, I'm teaching from this scripture in a different way. I'm teaching it in it from a different perspective today. But the manifestation of the Spirit, what is the manifestation of the Spirit? Well, the, the Holy Ghost manifests in many different ways. He manifests in different ways. And things concerning, of and pertaining to the Holy Ghost will come in many different ways. In line with the Word of God. And when we're talking about joy, we need to recognize that it, do, it is revealed in word and praise God for it. Yes, we need the word. Yes, the word will bring joy, but it's also revealed indeed. And that's what Paul was talking about here in Romans chapter 14 verse 17. He said the the kingdom of God is joy in the Holy Ghost. Now joy in the Holy Ghost is a move of the spirit. This is not the fruit of your human spirit because remember in Galatians 5:22 it said now the fruit of the spirit is love. And it is joy and peace and long-suffering and faith and all these other things. But specifically what we're talking about, the fruit of the Spirit is joy. What does that mean? Well, when the Holy Ghost came in and reconstructed you, changed your being. You became a new creature on the inside. You accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. You became a new creature in Christ Jesus, according to 2 Corinthians 5.17. All the old was passed away. You were born again. And I love that phrase, that, that term, born again. I've been to churches where they didn't want that phrase to be used. I ministered at churches, one in particular that I'm thinking of, where they didn't want the phrase born again to be used. Well, I'm going to use the phrases that the Word uses. I'm going to say the things that the Word says and if you, and we need to be very clear and very strong for the word stand up for what the word says but anyways we were born again and what happened when you were born again your nature was changed your heart was changed the prophet said that you were that the, when this time would come that the stony heart of your flesh would be taken out and he would give you a heart of flesh the love of God was imparted to you at that point. And also the joy of God was imparted to you. But now this isn't the fruit of the Holy Ghost. Because see, the Lord doesn't bear fruit. No, the scripture says in John chapter 15 that 
the that God that Jesus Christ he's the the vine we are the branches and the father is the husbandman so the fruit doesn't grow off of the vine the fruit grows off of the branches so the holy ghost doesn't bear fruit we bear fruit no what the holy ghost does what the lord jesus does in the and through the spirit of god is change our being change our heart so that we bear the god kind of fruit in our lives and the fruit of our spirit talking about our human spirit not the holy ghost but talking about our human spirit the fruit of our human spirit is joy is joy and thank God we can draw upon the fruit. We can cultivate that fruit. We can grow in that fruit. That fruit can grow up in us. And praise God for it. But did you notice that it said the Galatians 5.22, the fruit of the Spirit, being your human spirit, is joy. But now look back over at Romans chapter 14, verse 17, with what we're talking about here. It said here that the kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteousness, peace, joy in the Holy Ghost. Well, Paul didn't say over in Galatians 5.22 that the fruit of your human spirit was joy in the Holy Ghost. So what is he talking about? He's talking about two separate and distinct things. There is joy, which is the fruit of your human spirit. And then over here in Romans, there is joy in the Holy Ghost. Two separate and distinct things. They're not the same thing. See, the scripture didn't say that there was love in the Holy Ghost. Because, see, love isn't a move of the Spirit. There is the love of God which is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, but that's talking about fruit in you. Fruit that comes off of your human spirit. That's in your nature. But that's not a move of the Spirit. There is joy that grows off of you. It's a fruit of your spirit. But when the scripture said that there's joy in the Holy Ghost, that phrase in the Holy Ghost is talking about a move of the spirit. See, there isn't a move of peace in the Holy Ghost. See what I'm talking about here. What I'm trying to show you guys is, is that there is joy in the Holy Ghost and that is talking about a move, a wave, a manifestation of the Holy Ghost, which is, completely separate from the fruit that grows up in your life. In other words, there'll be times in your life and there'll be times in the midst of believers when we come together as the body of Christ, we have believers meetings, we come into fellowship, there'll be times when the Holy Ghost begins to move on you in joy. You'll have a prompting, you'll have a urging to rejoice and to yield to the Holy Ghost in joy. Now, remember years ago, back in 2015, or I'm sorry, it was actually 2017, and we were at uh, Rama Bible Church, which is down in Tulsa, Oklahoma, and it was a winter Bible seminar, me and my family, and we were, there were morning services and evening services, and we were on the last day of the week, it was a Friday morning, and we were in a morning service, it was Friday, which is the last day of the week for the meeting, 
and we were listening to the word and at the end of the serv- at the end of that time there was a time to worship the lord and to just take time to to reverence him and to minister to the lord and after a while of worshiping it kind of it switched over there was a shifting that took place and there began to be a time of rejoicing in the lord and there was a time and the 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 realm of the spirit shifted so to speak i should say there was a shifting that took place in the atmosphere and you i'm not talking about something naturally i'm talking about something that's spiritual and if you're familiar with this and when you get familiar with this you'll recognize there would be a shift and shifting that takes place in the spirit. Well, this was a shift where there was a time of rejoicing. Well, while we were in that service and rejoicing, I was just praising God, rejoicing in the Lord. It was more upbeat, more upbeat time. And all of a sudden, the Lord prompted me, moved on me to run. To run in the service. And somebody said, well, what's the point of running? Well, I'll get to that in a minute. But the Holy Ghost began to prompt me to run. And running, according to the Word of God, is an expression, is a characteristic of the joy in the Holy Ghost. And I got that direction, but I hesitated. I hesitated to move. And you know, when we're in those kind of services, it's important that we yield to the Lord. It's important that we yield right away. Don't wait, don't delay, yield. You got to yield. So he said, well, when the Lord moves me, then I'll move. Well, guess what? You're never going to be moved. Because the Lord doesn't make you do anything. He's not going to move you. You have to yield to him. And so the Lord prompted me to run. Well, I hesitated and hesitated until... I thought I missed my opportunity. And all of a sudden, I felt this tap on my shoulder. Somebody tapped me on the shoulder, more actually more like he hit me on the shoulder. And I turned around, and when I turned, it was my dad, actually, who had tapped me on the shoulder. And he took off running across the front of the auditorium. Well, when he did that, it opened up the door for me to... And kind of prompted me once again to yield and to run. And so I took off and started running as well. Ran around the whole church ran in the spirit and rejoiced in the Lord. And it was breakthrough at that point. Broke through the flesh to get into the spirit through yielding to him. And when I got done running and yielding to the Holy Ghost, the Lord imparted some things to me. Things were taking place in the spirit. Something happened in the realm of the spirit. And the Holy Ghost imparted to me what I needed. Now at this particular time, this was... 2017, or I believe it was either that or 2018, I believe it was right in there. I was facing a very serious time. I was struggling with some decisions that I had to make. I was being held down and held back by some weights and some hard things. Have you ever felt like you're just entangled with some things in life? Well, I was entangled. And at that point, when I yielded to the Holy Ghost, I was made free. There was an extra grace and impartation that came upon me and I broke out of those things that were entangling me and holding me. And it brought with it a greater freedom and with it, it also brought a greater faith. And, you know, in addition to all that, when you yield to the Holy Ghost, it makes it easier for you to yield to him the next time and the next time and the next time. And so when we talk about what's the purpose of running, what's the purpose of 
of doing that. Like, what? why would I do that? There are things the Lord will ask of you to do that won't make sense, sense to your mind, but they impact the realm of the Spirit. There are things that won't make sense to your natural mind, but in the realm of the Spirit, things happen and things change. It's of the Spirit. It's of the Holy Ghost. And it won't, in fact, most of the things that take place in God won't make sense to your natural mind. They won't make sense to your flesh. In fact, your flesh and your mind will resist those things, but you have to recognize that things are being done in the Spirit, and it's of the Spirit, and your and your heart needs this. And so, what's the point of running, and what's the point of dancing, and what's the, the point of shouting, and what's the point of, of yielding to the Holy Ghost in this manner? What takes place is spiritual breakthrough. Now, it may be in a lot of different ways. There are many different things. There are times when you're dealing with something, facing with some, facing something, and the Lord will give this to you, and this is your answer. And a lot of people think that they can get their answer the way they want to get it. They'll get, they think that they can get the answers that they need their way. But we can't do that. God wants us to do it his way. And when he prompts you to do it this way, there's a reason and there's an answer behind it. There's breakthrough behind it. And when you break through some things, it starts in the realm of the spirit. It affects this natural realm. And so what the point I'm trying to make here, the joy in the Holy Ghost, the move of the spirit that we're talking about, the reason why we need to have these kind of services in our midst and have understanding of this is so that we can go to greater heights and levels of glory because this is a supernatural place where the things of God can be done, where breakthroughs can take place in people's lives. It takes us to a greater place of strength in life. Understand that joy in our hearts is so important to have and joy in the word is so important to have but joy in the holy ghost is an added layer that we need to have there's more that god wants to offer to us and wants us to enjoy there's blessings here that we've not tapped into oh for some they've tapped into it in a measure they've tapped into it in a measure but there's a greater measure to enter into there's a greater joy and a greater move that he has for you. And if you'll yield to him, if you'll follow him in your services and in your time that you spend in his presence, if you'll yield to the promptings of the Holy Ghost, he will take you into supernatural levels, supernatural places of glory. I hear the Spirit of God say. And there's levels that would be built upon levels and places that will take you to new places in the spirit and depths that will take you to new depths. So be yielded and be sensitive to the spirit of God. Be yielded, be sensitive to the spirit of God when he moves on you and in your midst.
Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Look at it again. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and it's peace and it's joy in the Holy Ghost. Joy in the Holy Ghost is the move, is a move of the Spirit. It's a move, it's a wave of the Spirit. Glory be to God. This is something you can practice in your own personal life. I can tell you from experience, because that was a service that I was in where we were in a corporate anointing. There were thousands of us there in in this meeting. But, and we were in a corporate anointing, and that what the Lord prompted me and moved on me to run. And there's been other meetings I've been in, and other church services I've been in where the Lord has prompted me to run, or dance, or shout. And I've, and I've endeavored, and I haven't been 100%, but I believe that I've been up there around 80-90% of yielding to the Holy Ghost in that manner. But there's been times, there'll be times in my life will, where I'll be alone spending time with the Lord, and He'll prompt me in the same manner to rejoice, to yield to this, to yield to Him and, and in the privacy of my own home, and in, in the privacy of my own house, I'll be prompted to, to dance or shout, and I'll do it. And it brings breakthrough, and it brings answers. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. Remember, David danced before the Lord with all his might. When the Ark of the Covenant came into Jerusalem, it was coming back, and it was going to be placed in the house of God, which at the time was the tabernacle. They got the ark back, which represented the presence of God. And when it came into the city, the scripture said the King David danced before the Lord with all of his might. Well, notice that it said in the, and this is the Old Testament, the Old Covenant, that he danced before the Lord with all his might. Well, that's different than what we have today. We have a better covenant established upon better promises. We have the Holy Ghost not only in us, but upon us. And it's not any longer dancing before the Lord, but it's dancing in the Spirit. Dancing in the Spirit. Not in our own might, but dancing in the Spirit, yielded to the Holy Ghost. And all you have to do is yield. All you have to do is step over into that into the realm of the Spirit. And once you step over, the Holy Ghost takes hold with you. Just like he takes hold with you in prayer, when you pray in the Spirit, he takes hold with you when you yield to him in joy. Glory be to God. I'm preaching myself happy. I don't know about if you're getting anything out of this or not, but I'm sure preaching myself happy. Hallelujah. And so he'll take hold with you. Somebody, like I said earlier, they'll say, well, if God moves me to do that, or if he makes me do it, then I'll do it. God's never going to make anybody do anything. No, you have to yield to him. You have to follow him. And once you yield, you have to step over. And once you yield, then he takes hold with you. Now, if David could dance before the Lord with all his might in the old covenant, in the dark, so to speak, where they didn't have the light that we have today, how much more can we dance in the light? How much more can we shout in the light and rejoice and be glad in the light? Hallelujah. Glory be to God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Joy in the Holy Ghost. Remember what Peter said that the that that's joy that the glory of God it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. Hallelujah. And so thank God for his joy. 
thank God that we have this place that we can come to where we can come through trials, tests, and storms through this avenue. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Guys, I hope you got something out of this. I hope that this ministered to you like it's ministered to me. Remember, you can follow the ministry on Facebook and YouTube. You can also follow on our website, stephenoverbaugh.com. And there's lots of updates and things going on. And thank God that we're going from glory to glory. And we're going from faith to faith. And remember to stay full of the Holy Ghost. Stay full of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. All right. We'll talk to you next time.